Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike. With Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You just heard from Deidre Henderson, Lieutenant Governor, nominee on the Republican side, running uh, alongside Spencer Cox, who is competing now against Chris Peterson, the Democratic nominee. Now, that is not the only race that we have been following here, of course. Uh, turning attention real quickly to the 1st Congressional District here in the state of Utah. That's, of course, the, the district which right now is represented by Rob Bishop, though he made it known that he wasn't going to run again, retiring this year, and so that is when a long list of individuals stepped up and said, I would like to represent uh, Utah's first congressional district, and just last night, uh, it appears that the Republican nominee has been identified. That uh, will be Blake David Moore, relatively young man, a businessman, uh, spent some time with the State Department and uh, has traveled all around and is now uh, looking like he will be the Republican nominee to go up against the Democrat running for the congressional seat in the first congressional district. Now, that that race is still uh, pretty close. I mean, it is within fractions of a percentage point. Just a, a few hundred votes separate uh, those two uh, contenders, Darren Perry and Jamie Cheek. We do not yet have uh, an ultimate uh, determination on who will receive the Democratic nomination, but we do know that it will be uh, Blake Moore competing against uh, the Democratic challenger. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it becomes tiresome repeating this reality uh, so often, but in Utah, in particular in the first congressional district, history, uh, history pretty much has this race uh, determined already. And it is the highest of likelihoods that Blake Moore will be the next congressman representing Utah's first congressional district. Uh, so we will continue to follow that. And we will, uh, once the Democratic side is determined, uh, we will uh, in earnest commence our coverage of the general election uh, in Utah's first congressional district. Okay. Uh, I want to talk to you now for the next, uh, how much time do I have? Okay. Uh, this is a fascinating a fascinating notion, and it is one that I myself have considered. You know, in consultation with my wife as we look at our own circumstances and finances and uh, likes and tastes and also, you know, the needs of our brand new little baby, Piper, uh, just over eight months old now. And it is the idea that, well, across the country, 
in large part because of this coronavirus and the steps that we have taken to safeguard not only ourselves but others from the spread of the coronavirus. Many who find themselves working from home right now are scratching their heads and saying, hey, you know what? If we were to move out of this big city, if we were to move away from where real estate rates are so high and maybe to a more rural place, we could afford more land. We could uh, get more square footage for our dollar. And if I'm going to be working remotely indefinitely anyway, why not? Why not? Well, there, there, there's a family who made just such a decision. In fact, ABC News uh, reported on this uh, just about a month ago. This is a family that moved from New York City uh, to Miami. Now, uh, the difference between New York City and Miami, you might think to yourself, well, Miami's a big city. Well, <laughs> compared to New York City, uh, Miami is small potatoes. You can get a lot of square footage for your dollar relatively. Now, certainly uh, for the rest of us, it's still just another real expensive city. But this family, uh, circumstances is a little bit different. They made the decision to leave New York City uh, and head down to Florida. Here's the report from ABC News. For Rachel and Rob Garson, New York City has long been their home. Robert has been here for 10 years. I'm a lifer. I was born and raised in New York City. I've been bouncing around my whole life in terms of location, but I've always found my way back to New York. But amid the COVID-19 crisis, Rachel and her family are suddenly finding their way out of the city. We're headed to Miami. That's a way for my children to be able to be outside, live as children, go to great schools, and try to get some normalcy back. For them, that normalcy started disappearing in early March. My three and a half, four-year-old came down with a mystery virus. Uh, we took her to the doctor multiple times. They didn't know what was wrong with her. And Rob got sick. So Rob was the second one to get hit. Then my, child, my two oldest daughters had a weird fever for a day because at that point we were already inside. And then I, in slow motion, watched myself get sick. They all recovered, but say the combination of being sick with what they think was COVID-19 and then stuck inside a New York City apartment was just too much. If there's one thing that I learned in business school, it is when something isn't working, we pivot. And worst case scenario, we come back. When something isn't working, we pivot. That is good advice, not just to be applied to this coronavirus pandemic, but also to life. If something is not working, uh, you, you look for another avenue and move yourself towards something that is. That's good advice. Now, back to the topic at hand. You heard the story of that family. They assessed their needs, assessed their surroundings and circumstances, and decided to split. They decided to leave uh, the big city. Now, you hear anecdotally that this is a, a rampant practice. That when all is said and done, when the coronavirus pandemic is in our rearview mirror, that when we take a look at America's big cities, that we're going to find nothing but abandoned buildings. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Yesterday, I, I spent some time uh, studying some findings published in The Atlantic, and the the findings have to do with cell phone data location and trash collection patterns. Now, hear me out. It turns out that in cities like New York, in Los Angeles, in Chicago, many large cities, that there is a certain sector of the population that is moving away. But they're not moving away permanently. The sector of the population which is fleeing the large cities in reaction to this coronavirus pandemic 
Turns out, are the really wealthy individuals. How do we know that? Well, cell phone location data in the more expensive zip codes in New York City is seeing a depletion of usage. Or rather, the cell phones that typically are on the hips of those living in the more expensive real estate, they are now outside of the city of New York. And similar phenomenon found in terms of the city's trash collection patterns. That normal folks like you and me who are, you know, just kind of making ends meet and hanging out, uh, that we, we really don't have the option to, to move all that nimbly, as is the case for those individuals who find themselves uh, a little more well-to-do. And so while, yes, there is a tendency for those to want to leave the big cities, it really requires... It requires some financial means that not all of us have. Now, how do, we, how do we know that many, many want to leave? Well, I guess we don't know exactly, but we can rely on data from places like Zillow. You know, Zillow, if you're looking to, to rent someplace or buy someplace uh, or even sell uh, real estate. Yeah, Zillow says that there is an incredible uptick in those whose you know IP addresses are located within the big cities, uh, searching for searching for more rural confines. And if I'm honest, I'm in that pool. My wife and I we we live uh, in downtown uh, Salt Lake City. I don't I don't be any more specific than that. I don't need you. I don't need you showing up in the middle of the night wanting to debate politics with me. <laughs> But we live in, in downtown uh, Salt Lake City, and I've been working from home. And the, the highest of likelihoods, I just got word this morning from my employer, is that I'll be doing so uh, maybe through Labor Day. That's the 7th of September. I still have a number more months to go. And so I've been asking myself, well, why, why stay here and pay you know, the, the high price of living in confines like this, uh, a relatively small apartment where we could go live in one of the beautiful portions of Utah we visit on the weekends. Places uh, you know, like the Cache Valley, love to live there. Been spending a lot of time in Mapleton lately, love, love it there. So who knows, maybe I'll find myself uh, moving and working uh, remotely uh, indefinitely. Who knows? Uh, but it's an interesting thing to observe. It's an interesting thing uh, to, to examine. And if nothing else, as you and I continue dealing with some of the stresses incurred by this coronavirus and the pandemic that we're facing and the way we have to go about fighting it, uh, fantasizing about something else, fantasizing about some different life, fantasizing about some different home is a welcome distraction. And I, uh, I take great cheer in playing those uh, little fantasy games uh, here in, in this house. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to stay on this topic, and we're going to speak with a couple, Hannah and Daniel. They uh, have lived most of their lives in big, big cities all around the world. And yet now, they are farmers here in the state of Utah, the two of them and their five children. We're going to learn some lessons from them next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.